Heyo! Right, here we go. You're listening to episode two of your new favourite podcast, the podcast stroke audio blog of your new favourite blog, my blog. I'm JD. Uh, the blog can be found at jimmermanard.blogspot.com. Right, and uh, it's actually been a long time since I last podcasted. It's it's been pretty ca- crazy. I uh, said to myself it'd be great to do a a two week release schedule, uh, release fortnightly. That'd be cool. And uh, I did get quite close. I had a few failed attempts in regards to gym rants. Uh, that's gym is in gymnasium, not gym is the person. But yeah, I didn't like those, so uh, screw that. So uh, I'm here. Not to rant about gyms, but something else Something else I've been putting off for a long time. Uh, how about that for a segue? There's um, quite a few game reviews I've been meaning to write for what feels like ages. Uh, <laughs> last year, in fact. So I thought I'd uh, you know, break the norm, go against the grain and all that, and put them in a podcast. So this is uh, an insert coin bonus, if you like. Just catching up on some of those... Uh, those those games which I've been playing over last months, which uh, I just haven't managed to get round to to throwing out my thoughts. So here we go. So continue the trend of one. Um, I am podcasting while playing a game. Uh, I did give a Lego Star Wars a go uh, the other time. That didn't work, but I'm here at uh, playing a bit of Viva Pinata Trouble in Paradise, uh, a game I picked up. Uh, last year, in fact, I think it came out October. I want to say, oh my god! But I'm uh, returning. I played it for a, clocked up a few hours back in the day, uh, but I'm returning it to, to it now. Um, it's a bit of a chill out game. I've been, it's been pre- pretty hectic. I've uh, been following the the release of the Lost and De- or the up- at the time the upcoming release of the Lost and Damned DLC for GTA 4. I've been furiously trying to finish the GTA 4 um, be that the story and all the extra bits to get that hallowed 100% play percentage 100% game completion um, I've got that now um, I, I did actually throw out I think it was one of the first insert coins I did which was some thoughts on GTA I might add some more here but uh, for now uh, actually yeah let's go through the list of games I'm going to cover um, so as long as I don't forget them uh, I'm Actually, as I said, playing Viva Pinata Trouble in Paradise now, so I'll give some thoughts to that in a moment. Um, other games I'm going to have a quick chat about. Uh, Fable 2, yes. Um, have a moan about uh, Tomb Raider Underworld. I also played that uh, about a month ago. Uh, there's also uh, Mirror's Edge, uh, which is the last game I played, the last game I tried from the good old love film. Um, there's also uh, Call of Duty World at War, uh, which I gave a brief go. Uh, there's also a Flower. I want to throw out some thoughts on Flower. Um, and yeah, I'll uh, just to repeat myself: uh, Grand Theft Auto 4. Just some little, little a few issues I've had after my concentrated exp- uh, playthrough, my concentrated time with the game recently. Yeah, so I'm playing uh, Viva Vinyata Trouble in Paradise at the moment, uh, the sequel to the first 
Vivian Piazzo, came out in 2007. So I guess uh, what um, a, a common judgment of Viva, Viva Piñata, uh, both games, is that it is a little childish, and, well, that is true to a certain extent, um, well, to a large extent, but I, I think there is uh, still there's a lot to be a lot to be enjoyed regardless of age. I think if it's it's probably fair to say um, it's it's a trend where those which aren't true sequels they label them in point five so you know for those little dickheads amongst you you might call it even PR 1.5 because it is essentially the same game it's but with some new obviously new pinata new new environments new items etc it's all the same but a little more so for those which haven't tried the original even pinata there's no real need to try the, the original, you might as well just uh, start at Troll in Paradise, you're not missing much. Although, that being said, the the requirements for making piñatas uh, become residents in your gardens and then to romance them, uh, get them dancing, because there's no sex in this game, it's for kids, remember? Uh, the, the requirements, they've upped them, so they're a little more difficult and they're more geared towards achieving like uh, Master Romance Awards. Um, for um, for earlier pinata, that is, you've got to breed enough. Uh, it's a, technically you've got to do five five successful breedings, which are um, wrapped up in a little cute mini game, little two D sort of top down mini game, collecting hearts, and then finally guiding the pinata you control to its partner, and and then the then you get a little uh, dance cutscene. It's all very nice. Yeah. So as I said. Um, a game for kids, which is, which is fair, but there's also there's a, there's a lot to like about this game, and as I uh, hinted to with the requirements, there's quite a lot of depth. Um, it's it's almost like an, an intricate um, sort of rock paper scissors. It's it's like oh, but if if I want to attract pinata A or pinata X, then I need to have you know item X, Y, and Z, and also I need need it to eat. Pinata B, and to get Pinata B, I need to have these types of flowers in here, and I've got to have these conditions. I've got to have a certain amount of water, a certain amount of long grass. There is a lot to that. But even with that information, there's even with that those specifics, it's a very chilled out game. Uh, it's kind of the reason why I've, I'm picking it up now because there's, there's there's no real way to lose. So it's it's very it's pacing. It's very slow, uh, obviously, for those the younger gamers. So you, you literally just work away at your own pace. You're, there is uh, a notion of leveling up. Uh, I'm actually currently level 39 at the moment, and with the great levels, gives you access to the new, newer seeds, uh, newer items, which again help you build towards getting the what you could conceive to be the better pinata, the rarer pinata. So things like uh, the horse pinata, the elephant pinata, the lion pinata. Um, all the piñata of which have uh, a clever play on words to a well-known confectionery or snack. Um, the fox piñata is called a pret's tail. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, the bee piñata is called a buzzle gum. The bunny, the hare piñata is called a bunny comb. It's... it's after this. And uh, the natural piñata themselves are incredibly cute. Super cute. And some of the noises they make as well... Uh, there's there's no way I I can fail to play this game and not 
I have a big smile on my face. This is it's not this all typical oh I'm a, I'm a space marine shooting shooting aliens and all that shit all the sort of you know red blooded like sort of blood sports but I like to think I've got a, quite an eclectic taste of games I can appreciate this as well as um, you know your halos your your call of duties I think in short um, generally I don't usually review critique um, rant about some games until I've properly play them, uh, which is why they're, they're always a little late, but apologies for that. So uh, it's not a full review of sorts, um, but if you PR Trouble in Paradise, I think if if you're comfortable enough with yourself to, to have it appear in your gamer card, if you like the bright colours, the, the laid-back gameplay, the, <laughs> the amazingly cute piñata and all the noises they make, then uh, check it out. It's a, it's a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Um, and a, and a, f- a first reason why I was hesitant to do an audio version is it's it's very difficult to to edit your thoughts. I'm just throwing this out now, so at least with a, a text review, you know I can reread it on a later day and stuff. Easily drop it, take some some stuff out, expand whatever. So uh, if I've if I've missed something blaringly obvious, then I apologise. It was it was not intentional. Right, let's let's throw out some thoughts on Grand Theft Auto 4. Yes, I'm uh, very excited by the new DLC, Lost and Damned, which, is, which has just come out. Um, I'm, I've ordered some more Microsoft points, so I will, as soon as they come, I will purchase it. As I've now, um, as far as the game is concerned, 100%ed the single-player experience. Still, obviously, it being a huge sandbox, there's always stuff to do, always fun to have you had. Um, but yes, I finally completed the story, and oh, what's going on? I finally completed the story and all the, the side missions. And I, uh, with this game, instead of the hidden packages, they've decided to make them pigeons or flying rats. So there are 200 of pigeons to to get. Uh, so I've got the, all those as well. Um, with, with, with the help of a guide, but oh, uh, we'll keep quiet, or else I'll be there all day. But yeah, so a lot of concentrated playing of Grand Theft Auto, and don't get me wrong, the game is very good, very good. The 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 achievement they've made, Liberty City, is frankly awesome. Frankly awesome. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, so Liberty City. Is amazing. Um, oh, it, I mean, it is. It, it is an absolute illusion. Obviously, you've got the a sort of a, a circle around you where obviously all the all the cars spawn, all the pedestrians spawns. But you know, if you walk down the street, you can hear people talking on their phones, the co- the conversations that they're having. You can see other other cr- criminals being caught by the police as as you walk past. It's incredibly alive city uh, when it rains you see people pull out the umbrellas or if they don't have them use a newspaper to to cover themselves it's very impressive um, but it's almost as if the city is too ambitious because uh, the game does suffer from frame rate issues and as I remember my my initial impressions there is there are times when well I, I can't make my mind up if it is if it does look really good or it is really cheap, but there's a uh, sort of 
a blurry haze to just a mask the, the draw distance. If you're dri- you know driving across one of the bridges, you looking across the islands, you can see you know all the all the skyscrapers, all the immediate skyscrapers. You can see a lot of detail, but it's all a little hazy, a little blurry. I mean, it it does look pretty smart, but there's not quite that that definition. Yeah, so even with that that allowance that where they've had to compromise the it does suffer from the frame issues. The a big part of the game is obviously the driving and it's it's no secret that um there are issues with the handling of the cars. The the cars often do feel incredibly floaty. So many times I've gone too fast round a, a corner, clipped a lamppost, and I've managed to <laughs> So many times to flip the car, but not have it flip all the way. I, and but just literally have it to land perfectly upside down with no, no rotation at all to like see if I can try and, you know, if I tilt one way I can bring it, put it back on its wheels. It will always land upside down and I have to crawl out. Luckily they don't have the cars explode now, so you're not in a race against time. It's like mash, mash, get out, get out, get out. It's gonna blow. Boom. No, but. It's still incredibly annoying, especially when you can just catch little things on pavements and it'll just send you fl- spinning out. Uh, another gripe I've have is the uh, the combat, uh, particularly in close quarters. Um, I do remember I, a reason I pl- a big reason why I, pl- I stopped playing Grand Theft Auto for uh, there's this mission pretty early on. Uh, you I think a, a drug deal goes bad. <laughs> you know it's the old the old cupcake. A drug deal goes back, and you have to go back in to collect the merchandise and all this. And it's in this like abandoned hospital. It's just like sort of brick walls. It's um, sort of on the edge of Ireland. You probably all know it. Um, so you have to fight your way into, you know, through the building, clear out all the bad guys, and grab the grab the drugs at the end. But uh, the FBI have been tipped off, and so you've got like the SWAT teams descending on on your location. It's probably the first big. The, the most intense police encounter unless you have been dicking about trying to escape the first island in the game and because it is it's all it's all corridors and stuff I mean they've introduced a cover system which is much better the, the targeting it's a lot better these are all great improvements but at close quarters if uh, the police officer comes at you flanks you it's, uh, maybe it's just uh, just the controls in general but there is like a certain lag it's like I want to come out of cover you hit it but you don't come out of cover immediately, so it's you want to press it again. But then you you switch into other cover or something. It's just and by the time you actually get around to it, you, you know they're so close to you. They've got the shotgun. They blow you away. And what can you do? You're, you're just trying to shoot, and just nothing feels like it happens. Other than that, the 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 storytelling in the game is awesome. These impressive, fleshed-out, real characters. They're um, and the cutscene work is fantastic. Uh, but the problem is, though, towards the end, it's more and more Nico, Nico Bellic, um, the character, the, the character you control, becomes more and more a, a gun for hire. Um, his story does get a little, a little lost in, through the, throughout the way. Maybe it's just because I was just, just trying to get through the story at a fair pace that I didn't truly ap- appreciate it. But I kind of stopped caring and it's the old chestnut well maybe I should have said chestnut when I said cupcake before yeah it's the old chestnut that a lot of the mission structure is formulaic it's it's not a new criticism the whole 
drive somewhere, shoot some people, drive away, run away from the police, drop some guy off, whatever. And, and there is, again, a lot of that, and it does protract the game. I mean, 100%, I've probably dropped, invested like 80 hours into that game save. That's insane. Obviously, there's stuffs where I've been dying from the bad combat and the driving, which I've explained, but even so, there's that's a lot of time. And don't get me wrong, there are a good handful of missions which are great set pieces. One that comes to mind for a lot of people is the museum. Apparently it's one of the crossover missions with the Johnny Klebitz. I think I've got that right. Johnny Klebitz from the DLC. So uh, they were laying the laying the fanworks. Uh, the fanworks? What the fuck? Laying the foundations already, which is cool. There's also a great scene where you... Or a great set of missions where you, you kidnap uh, this mobster's daughter um, particularly when she tries to control the car and you, you know, you're, sh- you're wrestling with the controls it's a lot of fun there are two endings so I can only vouch for one but the last mission I did um, I think I went for revenge um, I, I won't do any spoilers but I think no revenge was the one I did I think there's deal or revenge I went for revenge and it was almost larger than life what you were doing but it was epic I was laughing and jeering it was it was it was great I was, I was like no way no way it just seemed to top itself and gr- a great great few sequences it's just they happen so so few and far between throughout those 80 hours which I spent um, also a problem was the bloody the whole sort of sims aspect where you got your friends you got to maintain your your reputation with them oh does he like me does he not like me or do you want to go drinking do you want to go hold hands and walk in the park it's like oh I just can't be arsed with this you know this is some sort of gritty like immigrant from some Baltic state we're not too sure where and he's trying to cope with a new, uh, a fresh start to his life in America and there he is saying oh hey Nico do you want to go on a heli ride it's like oh, really you know I'm make some money <laughs> but other than that absolutely great and Despite that, I, it has not dampened my spirit for the DLC. I will definitely check it out, and I'll probably write a few thoughts on that. There's sort that out, um, purchase that later this week, and stay tuned to the blog. Uh, as I said, this is an insert coin bonus. So on the right hand side, got the, the 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 tags, the labels for the posts. Uh, insert coins pretty prominent. It's I have quite a few of my posts are game related, so click on insert coin um, I think I'll list this podcast under there as well and uh, check it out tell me what you think let's throw out some thoughts about Flower Flower uh, for those not in the know is a, a download only game available on the PlayStation Network the The basic premise is um, you control the wind and you have to tap petals and collect them and the idea is you turn you basically beautify a landscape you bring nature back you make uh, the world a better place I guess the true greatness of the game is that um, it's all controlled via the six axis the the motion sensing uh, so tilting the controller there's also uh, any button can be used to to accelerate um, I found it's probably best to use the the trigger just to give a bit of variable acceleration but um, any button 
would work and any button does exactly the same thing but uh, yeah flower download only game it's a very sh short game but uh, it is so peaceful so relaxing it's a joy it really is it is such a pleasant game and it looks absolutely stunning you've these rolling hills these map these rocky outcrops um, all these blades of grass which all move gently in the wind it's absolutely awesome it's quite similar to uh, the as I, as I mentioned to others um, it works in a similar way to uh, uh, the auditorium the um, it's uh, oh crap. it's a, a flash game which uh, was released a while ago it's where it's 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 be its beauty comes from the like, a building of music you, as you uh, uh, every time you tap a, um, a flower um, it's every time you tap a flower uh, you get this uh, wind chime and you build them up and so the the music just builds and builds as you get as you move like tapping these petals unlocking the flowers and as you uh, complete as you complete sets um, more flowers appear and it's absolutely stunning. As I said, the game isn't isn't, isn't too long. There's about, um, I think there's uh, six levels, and there's also a credits level at the end, which is effectively, you're doing exactly the same thing um, to reveal the the names of the people involved. But it is it is incredibly enjoyable all the time. I think for those in the UK, it's, I think it's £6.25. Although some people have said that that it's, is too much, but... I mean, to be honest, I think it was well spent. I mean, you can complete the game in a sitting. Then again, I mean, I pretty much did the same with Portal, and I'm not saying that Portal wasn't worth it or was a bad game. Portal was absolutely great, and Flower, even though it's not really like Portal, it doesn't have the humour, the puzzle solving. It's just the sheer playing of it. There's, I mean, once you get familiar with the controls, you're you're, you're mo moving through the world. It is a real sensation of. Of flying, you, you literally do. It is you do approximate to flying. It's awesome, and uh, I mean, even though it is a very simple concept, and it probably does benefit from being short rather than some 10-15 hour epic. It's a game which you can't help but ask, why isn't this on the on the Wii on on the system which is basically being sold on its motion control rather than the PS3, which the six axis was kind of. Mm, Although they don't want to admit it, it was kind of tacked on late on, late on in the in the day. Promise though, it wouldn't look anywhere near as gorgeous on on the Wii. But it's the kind of game it should be there, should it not? Oh, I feel I, I feel really feel like I'm not doing the game justice. For those that do have a PS3, do give it a go, do give it a try, because it is a, a lot of fun, a lot of fun, and it's incredibly calming. I mean, sometimes it's I mean, I've done that. After completing the game, I've just uh, just fired it up just to spend about 20 minutes just completing the level, and it's it's really nice to come back to. It's there's not really so much a difficulty curve, so it's pretty easy to just drop in, pick it up. Um, in terms of the the game itself, there's a, a rather obvious statement on the sort of the man versus you know man versus nature deal, particularly when the the game takes a change in tone about about three quarters of the way through um, which I don't really want to spoil it but this where you can actually get hurt and in the nighttime levels I mean it looks great but I don't know it didn't quite feel as 
as tr- truly enjoyable as the those first initials, and then obviously the the triumphant final level as you save the day, rid the world of all the grey, etc., etc. It is very very good. I enjoyed it incredibly. I give it the Johnny the the Johnny seal of approval. Yeah. <laughs> Right, let's drop some thoughts on Fable 2. Wow, it's, I guess it's uh, quite an old an old game, the whole sc- scheme of things. Um, uh, also, Fallout 3 came out pretty much in the same week. A uh, common argument I saw was, well, which one are you going to pick, Fable 2 or Fallout 3? Uh, I actually have both. Um, Fallout 3 I will come back to. I'm working through some other games, but, but I did get Fable 2 and I've complete it through twice I play through the first time kind of playing you know for the most part good which is generally how I like to play those type of games and then I play through again just to see the the the, the sort of the dark side the evil you know what what happened what are the result of the evil choices I mean people have been using Fable 2 in game of the year discussions obviously the, the turn of the year new year and uh, I kind of feel that it isn't quite there, but it is. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, it was a very enjoyable game. I just feel that perhaps my I had too high expectations, uh, thanks to thanks to uh, the hype machine which Molyneux is solely responsible for. When uh, I first saw some of the early announcements about the dog dog feature, uh, I was excited and very curious. This seemed like a really cool feature, especially. Uh, the whole huddless approach, which which has been a, a common design principle in a lot of modern games, even though I've not properly played it, you could probably argue that uh, Dead Space has done it better. But it's not it's not truly huddless. You st- obviously still have a health bar, which you see, and there's also the the the, the D pad in the bottom left for the like the shortcut expressions, like happy, angry, sad ones. Although I will move, get onto the expressions and the whole Sims, uh, sort of the shallows or Sims rip-off game or meta game, whatever you want to call it, later. Um, but back to the dog, where and uh, the what Molyneux wanted to achieve was the idea of a huddler system, and uh, and you also wanted you to to feel love for this for the dog. I mean, to be honest, I have to say that even though there was, he did technically remove uh, the notion of a dog button from the game. I, I still didn't really see the dog as as this creature which I needed to care for. It was it was still more along the lines of something mechanical which I had to control or had some sway over in order to to just derive benefit. It wasn't like Oh hey, th- I'm gonna look after this dog because it's a dog. It is hardless in the way that, rather than, as he said, one of the things he did succeed, rather than be watching a mini map in in the corner, to you know where do you need to go, where are the enemies, uh, you have the dog for that, um, and so it uses audio clues when you're moving through the world. The dog will bark, and that will be instantly stop and oh hey, what is what is the dog spotted? Strangely enough, he will, he will produce uh, almost like a like a thought bubble, a, a floating piece of text above him. It's like treasure, and you'd be like, "Oh, okay. 
awesome, come on dog, or um, I forget what I called it, I probably called it Jacob, because that's my real dog. It's like, oh, what do we found? You follow him, and he does a little digging, little, he starts digging away at the ground, you're like, alright, okay, get your spade out, you need to dig out some treasure. And that, that works really well. Again, if there are if there are enemies nearby, you, you will let out, you will start growling, and that's when you 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 arm your gun, you you arm your sword, and you and you get ready. You you're there, and it that, that works. That's great. The whole spiel about the, the dog will fight for you. That's not true. You can uh, level up your the dog fighting skills so that he will effectively pin enemies which are knocked down. So those which are already pretty much dead will be finished off with the, by the dog. But the idea of Splitting, hey dog, you, you know, you go go sick him, and he he goes and gets one, and you can deal with the other. Never, never really happens, unfortunately. Right, so that's a little, a little look at the dog. Uh, the story itself, the actual main story, is incredibly short. Early on, you you discover you you have to assemble a, a basically a team of of hidden heroes. They are heroes in the world that don't realise they are you, and you obviously have to find them and then convince them of the fact and they join your team to beat the evil which is um, oh, I forget what it's called see this this is the problem why, this is why you don't write write or talk reviews two months after you've finished the game um, I want to say Garth but I think that, I know that's wrong um, but basically there is an evil in the crucible which is this big, this big shard in the in the middle of the ocean and there's some great power and you've got to stop it blah 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 and basically there are to uh, match up with the the three skill trees you have will skill and strength um, strength um, relating to all your your melee attacks and also things like your strength your defense your health you've got skill which are relate to projectiles so your skills with guns with crossbows and also things like your speed, your accuracy, that something, and then you've got will, which is all your magic, and uh, that that probably is one of the, the best ones. It offers this like a, a tiered system. Uh, there are, so there are five levels, so you can take a spell and upgrade it to the fifth level. But you can actually have those five slots. So when you, because it's all as he as he did promise, Peter Molyneux did exactly promise the one button combat it's not exactly one button to fight there is one button for each style of fighting so again there is uh, X for for your melee your strength which is coloured blue there's yellow Y for your your ranged attacks and there's red for your spells your magic and uh, the way the spell system works if you hold down B uh, you start to charge up your spell, and you slowly move through those tiers. So, if you tap, if you tap B or just hold it down for a very short amount of time, you'll do the level one spell. So, uh, quite a good one is the the, the slow, the slowing down of time. Um, you can actually warp through enemies as well. That's pretty good. But if you hold it down, you move up the levels, and so the the, the strength and ten- intensity of the spell increases, and uh, also the range. The, the area of effect increases as well. Um, it's unfortunate that a lot of the spells are generally anything in the circle gets burned or zapped or thrown away. So I said that probably the, the better spells are 
the, the slowing down of time for the low speeds, the low levels, should I say, and also the Ray's Dead. Particularly cool when you've already f finished off a few enemies, like the Bolverines, which are very strong. Uh, you do the Raise Dead spell, and you'll actually bring back their spirits. So that is very cool. And I guess that moves swiftly on to the whole experience system, which is is a lot more streamlined. Basically, you get a more general experience, which is coloured with the green orbs. And then there's a specific, more specific experience, which is tailored to the type of attack you used to gain that experience. So if you obviously are doing a lot of hand-to-hand -hand stuff, you will release blue orbs from your enemies so which when you collect when you hold down the trigger builds up more uh, strength experience and basically that strength experience can be then spent on increasing your strength attributes so increase, increasing your strength increasing the the damage multiplier you do on all this so it's it re rewards your playstyles if you prefer doing the, the, the magic skills then you'll gain more experience in magic and thus you can spend it on great levels but that works great absolutely great it might be a little broken towards the end towards the end of the game there where the because you are you know particularly in spells as I mean this happened for both my characters I would level up in spells but because it became so useful to just fire off those spells I was gaining all the experience in the will okay, gaining all the will experience but I'd already maxed out all the spells I wanted, so it was. I just had like loads of leftover experience. Um, it, I guess it would have been really cool if there was a, a method of converting into the other. But you know, there's wishful thinking. Yeah. So back to back to the story, which I started and I realized I went off on a madass tangent. Again, with each of the these different types of attacks, the skill, will, and strength. There are there is a hero. So there's a hero of strength, hero of skill, hero of will. Sorry, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. And so you quickly realise, oh, so this is going to be how the how the the story is set up. There's a there's sort of one chapter, one sort of big quest for each hero, plus a, sort of a final showdown. So the actual main story is quite short, maybe six to eight hours, uh, if you really are counting. And unfortunately, it doesn't really change no matter on on which way you play. If you decide to play good, play evil, um, they're still the same encounters no matter what. Um, which I'm, I'm I'm a little sad. I mean, it kind of defeats the point of causality, but you know, whatever. That being said, the um, the I guess the the middle of the middle of the game. Uh, I won't spoil it, but it's probably one of the the better stories and uh, the better parts of the story that, so that is very cool I'm, I'm very glad that's in a lot of the, some of the side quest stuff is pretty run the mill there's there's like uh, the ones where you have to do slave rescue there's uh, assassinate assassination quests if you are playing the evil side basically you're given a target to kill so they didn't they didn't I mean I, I mean the, I guess it's the whole definition of side quests but I still want them to be fun and if anything they just felt incredibly repetitive that being said one side mission on the evil side where you had to kill pretty much all the in kill all the inhabitants of a village that was pretty 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 evil pretty awesome and uh, also the the temple of shadow stuff that's pretty cool um, I mean actually to move on to some of the games the, the specifics of the game itself um, the environment design is 
really really cool um, I do like that a lot this it's a really nice game to look at and uh, it also has a, a day night cycle and that looks really great the thing which annoys me is that unfortunately the character design is not great it's pretty poor which is which is such a shame um, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself but to go to the meta game there's there's option where you know when you're done when you're tired of adventuring what you can do is uh, start a family get married and start a family but I never I never really could be asked with the whole marriage and stuff not because not I'm against it but the bloody character design they all all pretty much all the characters sound the same because they're only voiced by a couple of actors uh, they actually make a joke of that about that to have a poke at themselves which is fair enough but the actual eligible ladies of the game world all look all look like uggos so <laughs> just like you know yours mate no thanks I did get married doing one quest on my first playthrough but because I was out adventuring uh, she left me plus uh, I was paying her an allowance to keep, kind of keep her happy and uh, she didn't she didn't like that so uh, I uh, reduced it down because I thought it was costing me too much and uh, <laughs> and eventually she left me so uh, screw her the, the actual one the only one you know what I could consider an attractive game character there's uh, a mission which is available after after the main story as it goes completed uh, but I kind of missed the opportunity because I was trying to play good and that's a shame anyway anyway so yeah back to the meta game and there's a whole expressions expressions wheel it kind of goes goes against the, f the whole point of the 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 hoodless the hoodless uh, view where you press the right bumper and you presented a wheel where you can pick from a category of expression you're like oh funny and it's like joke or dance and so you do a little dance and, and you can do this to impress impress villagers and you can get gifts from them and improve your standing improve your renown I don't know it, it, it felt very clunky in what it was trying to do and also it was far too simplistic so there's no there was no real way to fail at it I mean there was ones where through the timing you could mess up an expression but it always would be like oh oh you're just you were trying to dance and then you danced and then you, you fell over because you didn't time it right oh well oh you're you're a funny lad and uh, plus if you did this you'd have a an entourage that would follow you around and especially if you went into the buildings you're like okay I want to leave the building and there's just a pack of them outside so like, just get out of my way in fact back when it was still the one up show they did a uh, an absolutely hilarious skit of that skit of it <laughs> where they had this guy Mike Nelson uh, outside on the street and <laughs> they had some of the guys following uh, following uh, him around <laughs> like sort of clapping and pointing <laughs> it was absolutely hilarious absolutely hilarious yeah so I, I didn't like that um, there were some expressions where you could get you could get the dog to to join in as well so if you if you did uh like do the play dead expression your your dog would would do that as well so that was you know that's, that's some nice touches but it's just a a simple part of the game which i just didn't have a lot of interest in along with the silly expressions game there's also the the pub games which um there was a pub games which released which actually were standalone arcade tile but they are also replicated in the main game one of the the main methods of gaining gold 
in the world. Again, another of Peter Molyneux's high concept or sort of concepts is you know, why should these monsters which you're killing in these dungeons be carrying all this gold? It, it makes no sense. So what he would have you do is win it by gambling and doing uh, repetitive mindless jobs. Again, uh, it's, uh, I, I, I keep... I, I probably sound like a broken record, but again, it goes against the Huddles thing. There's uh, this bit where you can do blacksmithing, blacksmithing or woodcutting or bartending, and you are there watching this... It's like semicircular. Oh, how would you describe it? Sort of a semicircular tube, and there's you have a cursor that's moving in there, and you have to hit it in the sweet zone to pour the perfect pint, or or to forge that that, that great sword, or cut the wood. And so instead of watching your character cut cut some wood, you're there watching a little white dot bounce from back to forth, and you're trying to drop it into the green zone. It's I don't know. It's it, it, it just feels contradictory to uh, oh well we don't need a HUD we don't need a mini map because you're just staring at symbols at the bottom of the screen well you're kind of doing that in the mini games so that's a problem so yeah there are the pub games probably the only one of which which is any fun is uh, the Fortune's Tower that was the only one I enjoyed there was uh, a roulette type one uh, I forget what it's called I think it's a keyst- keystone uh, that one was quite cool um, and there was also there's one like matching pairs it was called like a spinner box that's it spinner box and that was just lame you just like press A to repeat press A press A press A oh did I win press A press A press A press A oh I won press A press A press A press A it's terrible terrible but yes you can play those in the main game there's also for those not in the know there's another way of getting gold is real estate you so you can buy and sell homes. You can also purchase furniture to make your house look better. It's just very simsy, like the expressions. It's, I know it's a it's part of a game which obviously it's more skewed towards the casual. But I just feel in that respect it's gone too far. I mean, I honestly don't give a crap what furniture is in my house, whether it's a it's a it's a simple wood to- t- table or a improved oak table, which cost a bit more and increases the value it's like oh I just don't give a crap but um, yes yeah, so you can but what you can do also you can along with the houses you can buy shops the stalls and so they give you income so that will tick over this money is accrued while you're not playing the game so when you fire up the game after not playing for a few days you'll see you'll you will see that will come up you earned like 6,000 gold and again uh, towards the end that all broken in that you you have far too much gold at the end and I mean if I was to uh, fire it up now I would <laughs> I probably would have accrued like 10 million 10 million gold pieces it's insane so yes also want to say in terms of the customization it's a role playing game at, still at heart so your character customization is something which is very important but the actual like clothing options are not that great and again let's go back to the character customization um, you don't actually get to change what your character looks like um, so you either pick a boy or a girl it's pretty much that you do get to pick their haircuts but nothing else to do with the features your your character can also get fat depending on what f- food you're using so if you eat a lot of pies you you can expect to get your character get rather overweight it's, so you've got to eat celery and all this. I don't know, it's just some parts, I mean, 
I guess that isn't too bad. That's more reflective on your game experience. But if all you're finding along the way is pies, then, you know, you're going to eat pies. I don't know where I'm going with this. But, yeah, the character customization. So there's clothing options which aren't aren't really that amazing. There's, uh, I mean, more often than not, both my playthroughs, I'd end up wearing, like, the wizard's hat and the assassin's coat just because it was the only one which actually look, looked any good. I'm sorry. But, um... And also, the dog itself cannot be customised. The it looks very much like a, a sort of a Labrador. I mean, your character will your av- your character will change depending on how good or evil. So, if you are playing good, you, your character will become more pale and their expression more white. And if you do actually become pure or whatever it is you want to call it, um, you do get a halo above your head. To the contrary to that, if you play evil, then your guy will um, eventually grow horns out of their head. So that looks cool. And uh, also your dog will reflect that as well. At the start, it's a kind of a brownie, muddy colour, sort of middle middle way. But if you do play really, really good, do play as a good character, uh, his coat lightens. Um, if you play evil, then his coat will darken to a black. And also his, you'll get glowing red eyes, which even if I was a good character, I'd want that because that is badass. Although shamefully you can't change the can't change the breed of your dog, which I don't know. That'd be that'd be it'd be cool, but you can't do it. You can't do it. Oh, got lots to say about Fable Two. Yes. Um, so yeah, there is also the uh, uh, the co-op. It's possible to play the game through cooperatively. Uh, unfortunately, it is broken to hell. I mean, basically the co-op play had to be added in as a day one patch it wasn't actually on the disc as a release but the way it works is a little bought you can if you are in the, on the same xbox fire up the second controller and you can play as a henchman which is fine but it also offers the online co-op as well which you would hope would take your character in and play in the other person's game world unfortunately you don't you you play as a henchman you have to pick from, I think, one of six set, uh, one of six presets, sort of free good, free bad, and I think there's a mix of like male and female. While you can set it, how much gold, how much experience you want to share with that second person, you know, the whole point is, hey, this is what my character looks like. These are its skills, but you can't bring that into your game. You basically just kind of become like a shallow copy of the of the 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 owners, the the, the owner's character. Yeah, I gave it a brief go, but it is horribly broken. Speaking of broken, not so much broken, but something which is not not very good, not some something which is not I'm, I'm not impressive, is how the the first off the loading times of this game are horrendous. We were talking like sometimes a whole minute or two to load um, certain levels. Also, the the menu systems when you press start, go through. The fact that you can't easily bring up a list of potions, list of food items to take during battle, and the fact that you have to go into these laggy menus just is plain horrible, plain horrible. But um, because this game was released maybe a month before the new Xbox experience, uh, having got that, you can of course install games to your hard drive, uh, and if you have the space and you have Fable Two, then I recommend it wholeheartedly. The game is much improved uh, during uh, after the install running it from the hard drive 
because um, the for those that do know the disk drive is constantly going it's noisy as hell particularly in this game uh, that's all gone loading screens obviously there's still some loading still a fair bit of loading but it is much improved and those menu systems are no longer laggy you press start and you're actually in the menu you're not feeling a time a time that passes and then and then hey we're in the menu we're in the menu now hooray I can pick a small potion that I wanted to so yeah so I've spoken a lot about Fable 2 uh, I guess in closing um, what I was remarking uh, remarking to others because the, due to their clo- the, the proximity of their releases there's obviously a compar- comparison between Fable 2 and Fallout 3 like I said apparently you can only pick one or the other I don't think that's exactly true but you know whatever it's it's difficult to not compare them compare them side by side they are two different beasts but what I feel is Fable 2 weakness as I said the story is exactly the same no matter which way you play it but already like 6-7 hours in to Fallout 3 even though it being a game create, you know, created by the developers it can't be completely open ended but it's a lot less deterministic there's a lot more options I've shared so many sto- already so many stories with my time in Megaton those first few hours than I I know I will I will ever in regards to Fable 2 it's like oh did you do this thing in the cave it's like well of course you did it's the same goddamn cave every fucking time whereas Fallout 3 is oh oh but that guy survived in your game oh my god he, he died in mine I had to kill him or someone killed him and then I couldn't do anything about it and so I feel is a, is a weakness I do feel I've been maybe a little harsh This it is a very a very good game as, as I said at the top I don't agree that it should be not quite game of the year material it is a lot of fun and they have released a downloadable content for it and not whole island I, I won't be purchasing I'm not that crazy I'm not crazy enough on the game to do that but uh, from what I understand a lot of um, decisions in terms of what your character looks like what the type of skills, that type of thing, uh, can be reversed in this game, um, and uh, apparently it is, it is very cool. So, so do check it out. Yes, yeah, so that's Fable Two. I, I do like it. Um, as I said, I, I don't really throw out thoughts until I've, you know, either, com- if not completed the game, then seen a vast majority of the game. Which is why I don't have anything to say about Fallout Three. But when I do, then uh, I probably will. Uh, post something in an insert coin post. <laughs>